So the Sixers kicked off their 2021 season today with media day, and obviously Ben Simmons was not present, but we got to hear from Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and today I'm going to provide you with a breakdown and recap of everything important that was said as we await training camp tomorrow. It's interesting, man. Let's talk about it. Perfect. Perfect. What is going on, everybody? RB here. Welcome on into Philly Take with RB, where we constantly talk Philly sports. You know what to do. Drop a like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, do all the good stuff, and stay updated because we will be covering this entire Sixers training camp this week. It's going to be really fun and interesting. Um, And we got some of our answers today, but there is still a lot more left in the tank. Uh, We're going to get right into this. This might be a longer episode. There was a lot that was said, and I feel it's very important to, you know, highlight it and analyze it and all that good stuff. And then, you know, I'm just going to go off my opinion. I would love to hear your comments and thoughts down in the chat. Before we get right into it, though, let's hear a word from our sponsor, BetQL. Do you want to get an advantage over your sports book? Well, if so, BetQL is the perfect app for you, their best bet model. Scans over 350,000 unique bets per year to give you a best bet recommendation for every major sport across all the games. They cover everything from spreads over-unders, player props, you even get news, injury updates, and any other information you need to succeed on your bets in real time. This app has some of the sharpest analytics. They really go into detail. And I've been using BetQL myself. I even cashed in on a parlay yesterday just by using the information that they provide. If you want to take your sports betting to another level, go ahead and download BetQL from the App Store, Google Play Store, or you can even click the link down below in the description. Use promo code RB. For 25% off of any subscription offering. Again, promo code RB, 25% off of any subscription offering. Go win, man. Go win some bets. Be sure to check out the special bet MGM offer down in the description as well to receive a free year of BetQL. Again, you can find all this information down below. Let them take your sports betting to another level, man. Go win those bets and shout out to them for sponsoring this content. All right, all right, so we are not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into this. Um, like I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not a media personnel. Um, I'm just here to give my takes, and wow, it was an interesting day, to say the least. There was a lot of hype, but I do think it came um, at an even higher clip than we thought. So Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey were the first ones to sit down, and uh, Doc just starts spewing off. By the way, my main thoughts on this, Doc Rivers once again, you know, with the defense of two five and just the way he acted, it was it was it was quite um, laughable at points. But in terms of Daryl Morey, we'll get to this. He looked really calm, cool, and collected, like he had something up his sleeve. Um, I'm not really worried a bit. I'm not worried a bit. I think Daryl Morey has this figured out. But anyway, Doc starts off saying, you know. Uh, we went on a miracle run last year when you have new coaches and players and this and that, and you get to the second round, all the same stuff he said before. But in reality, we know that, you know, we had to win that series last year. But anyway, the first question, it got immediately spicy in that press conference room, right? I don't know if it was on Zoom or in person for some of these people, but Howard Eskin, they give the first question to Howard Eskin. And, you know, him and Doc, they've been going back and forth. Doc doesn't really like him that much because, well, he tries to speak the truth. In it and he ha- that's just who Howard Eskin is. And he immediately comes at Doc Rivers and says, you know, last week you said on first take that you clearly did not say yes about Ben Simmons not being the future point guard and all that stuff. Um, 
you know, explain yourself there. And Doc Rivers just pretty much comes out and says, you know what? No, I always defended him. Um, and he even interrupt, you know, Howard Eskin. I'm, I personally don't like when people interrupt, you know, the press conference questions, but he interrupted Howard. He was like, no, he got snappy right away. And I was like, really, Doc? Really? I mean, this guy is honestly proving you wrong. And when you want to say that Philly fans don't know the sport and all that stuff, like he just interrupted him. He was like, no, no, I'm going to finish here, Howard. I'm the man here. Um, <laughs> but he says, yeah, you know, I always defended Ben. I never said that. I still think the world of him, things like that. Uh, just because you don't doesn't mean um, that I I don't. Um, and he said, all year, who do you think defended Ben? So pretty much just coming out and, again, being Daddy Doc Rivers, or as I call him, Daddy Glenn. Um, but, yeah, Howard Eskin came right at him, tried to follow up, and Doc just immediately shut it down as we expected. Uh, the next question was for both of them. They asked about the trade market. What has it been like for Ben Simmons? We've all been wondering this mock trade and that mock trade. Um, and Daryl Daryl Morey, so Doc Rivers tried to answer it, but then Daryl Morey, they finally get to talking to him, and, and he's just sitting there with a smirk. I'm telling you, this man looks like he just woke up so unbothered, and he's like, hey, what's up? And um, he confirmed what we had expected about Rich Paul and them meeting in Chicago. He said that Ben Simmons and his camp uh, immediately came to us after the season in Chicago with representatives and said that we were, you know, looking for a trade and stuff. However, the Sixers were not looking to trade him, Daryl Morey says, even though I don't think that's true. Um, and then he went out to say that the Sixers were on the doorstep with four different teams. Now, that's pretty interesting. So, again, what I've said before is kind of true. You know, I thought that Daryl Morey has these offers that he can pull out of his back pocket at any time, and it seems like that's true. Um, and I still think that he has those. I mean, he did not really look worried. Um, and a lot of this is PR speak. I understand it, but... I just think I, I, you know, for somehow, some way, I still believe this man has some type of plan. Um, and he says, you know, every team goes through a journey. We're going to focus on the players here uh, with trades. My focus is to do what's best to win a championship. And I think that's really important. Um, and then they go to ask Doc Rivers about what was the deciding factor in Ben wanting out. And, and this entire press conference, you know, you'll get this common sense um, and just this common uh, approach here from Doc Rivers, just the same old thing, you know. He says, tough question, wanting to change places for whatever reason. It's tough to play here. Ben didn't say that. It's an assumption that could be why, kind of deflecting uh, blame on the fans. Um, and, and, you know, I, I understand Doc has to do some of these things. He, You know, they, this organization can't completely throw Ben under the bus, but you could at least acknowledge the fact that he didn't play up to standard. And and I just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say this yet, but I'm almost on the verge of saying that I'm really not a fan of Doc Rivers anymore at all. Like, um, just the way he's handled this, I get he's a coach. He looks at it from a different perspective, but at least Daryl Morey didn't come out in the full defense line, you know? Like, he, he kept it real. Um, and they asked him, too, if there's any hope of reconciliation with the relationship. And, of course, we have optimism. It's going to work here. That's all speak uh, just to try to make it seem like it's okay. But again, these executives are smart. They know what's going on. Um, Daryl Moore even talked about Aaron Rodgers. Didn't say his name, but he said, I watched a player last night uh, who we thought would never play again for their team, and it worked out. So that's interesting. Another snarky response from Doc Rivers. They asked about how many guys are vaccinated on this team because that could definitely be an issue at some point during the season. And Doc Rivers, like, I just don't know what's up with him. You know, he goes... I'm not going to answer that, 
but I'll tell you, we're in good shape. We're in really, really good shape. Just tell us how many players are vaccinated. What It's going to come out eventually. I don't understand th- this whole, like, oh, I'm not going to tell you that. Okay, Doc. It, it seems like there's really this fine line, and I, I just don't like how he's answering some of these questions. Um, I guess Doc Rivers, how do you maintain the environment when one of your players, especially one of the guys you view as your top players, aren't here? He says it's tough. I look towards the young guys. He talked a lot. He didn't say his name, but they went on and asked about Pretty much who's going to be the starting point guard if Ben's not here. And obviously, without saying, he says Tyrese Maxey. You know, he says it's the best group of young guys he's had in 21 years of coaching. And, um, you know, he pretty much just said, like, it's not hard to figure out who's going to be the starting guard. Um, And he had a lot of praise for Tyrese Maxey. They went on to talk about the fans. And, uh, boy, I mean, a lot of people talked about the fans today, which they're still trying to paint this narrative out there, even though we know um, how this city is. And they said, you know, we heard comments all see all off season about the fans wanting to be better. Is there an issue with how fans are treating players? Um, and again, Doc Rivers with another blatant lie. That's mostly what we're going to get here. He says, I can't tell you what was said. I was out playing golf in the middle of the summer. We have to improve. Fans are fans, though. This is an intense fan base. I viewed it as a good thing. I would rather have that. Um, and then he had a little soliloquy about some plane ride he had this week and some Philly fan was on the plane and Doc was saying, you know, how would you treat your son if they were on the floor? You know what I would do, Doc? I would treat him like a man and I would tell him to man up and play the game and, and hold him accountable because that's what will make him better. No, I'm not going to slap him across the face, but if, you know, he keeps being disrespect, you know, disrespectful that all of us, he's going to hear about it. Come on, Doc, you got to stop this, man. Um... I understand not throwing him under the bus, but you got to hold him accountable, right? Um, and then Keith Pompey with a great question says, you know, you're you're saying that essentially you're going to coach this just like any other year and you'll proceed through, but Ben Simmons is not here, and this is a distraction. So, you know, even young guys could be worried about popping up in a trade. So what is your approach to that? Is that a concern? And again, I mean, again, I told you guys it was a common theme. And Daryl Morey, I will say, handled this very well in my eyes. Joe and will talk about Tobias. He says, you know, I played in the era where you'd go uh, to the front office and, you know, you'd think you're getting a pay raise until you were traded. Now there's social media. Yeah, we know, Doc. It, it, he literally pulled a Brett Brown out of his you-know-what. I mean, oh, I coached with with um, with Greg Pop and we, we coached Tim Dunk. It, it's not 1985 anymore. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is the modern day. You got to deal with these things. It's how it comes up. Come on, Doc. Come on. You can't keep doing this forever. Um, it, it's ridiculous, man. Great question here. I, I do not know who asked it, but they asked Daryl Morey, when was the last time you heard from Ben Simmons, just so we can get kind of a timetable, uh, and, and can you expect him to be back at all? Um, obviously, Doc said he doesn't know, but Daryl Morey says, I heard from him six to seven weeks ago, which was you know pretty much almost two months ago, and, and he said there was more communication with his camp and his agent, obviously, Rich Paul, Ben Simmons isn't talking to this team. We know that. Um, and and Daryl says, you look at how the history of things like this play out. We expect him to be back. I, I just don't even believe it by the way he was talking. You know, Daryl just looked unbothered. He looks like he's strictly business and like he's trying to make something happen. Um, what else? They, they asked Daryl Morey about the fines and the suspensions. I tried to, you know, write down everything I could hear and, and be there in real time with. Um, in terms of Daryl Morey, he says that, Obviously, he won't lay out the specifics, but without saying it, he said Ben Simmons is going to be fined. It's spelled out in the CBA. 
what will happen if you do not show up? This could get ugly. Um, but yeah, and they asked them both about how they felt, how they evaluate the Hawks series, and Daryl Morey in that post-game press conference a couple days later that I, I reference a lot, where he you could see the pure rush of emotion and just how hurt he was. And, and at that point, he said, maybe we're not as close as a contender to being a contender as we think. And, you know, do you feel closer after the offseason? And pretty much he said, you know, we like our young guys, our opportunities. Um, one thing I did not agree with Daryl Morris, he said, we're on the upswing in terms of our young talent while other teams are chasing that, that we're chasing are on the opposite direction. I don't agree with that at all. It doesn't matter. They are, you know, steps ahead of us now, and we're going to have to make some moves to compete and stay up to par. Um, and then the last thing that was insane, I did not, ex- I don't know who the reporter was. <laughs> I mean, Doc and Daryl were just sitting there like this, but some guy came on and asked, you know, are players like Ben Simmons just soft? Like, are they just blatantly soft? And some guys, you just got to tell them what to do and where to be and stuff like that. And you know, Doc Rivers had a hissy fit about, I mean, he just, I, I thought his head was going to explode. He goes, oh, I never heard the word soft compared to the guy who was second in defensive player of the year and creates the most threes in the league. And um, I focus on free throws, not even shooting like you guys, all that stuff that we've heard spewed out of Doc before. But uh, very interesting. I thought Doc once again handled it with pure defense. I expected it. But I did think Daryl Morey wasn't as, you know, just keen on, you know, putting it all to the side. I mean, he gave us some pretty pure answers about the trade um, timetable and what he expects and how many teams were interested. So I really enjoyed that. Now we will talk about Joel Embiid. And let me just say, first and foremost, and again, I know this is going to be longer than usual. If if you want to go watch the press conference, go ahead. I'm just here to give my takes. Joel Embiid handled this like a true champion, okay? He handled this the best that I've seen him handle a press conference. It speaks to his maturity. First question, obviously, pertain to Ben Simmons. They said, do you want Ben? Is it true that you tried to go out and see him and stuff, and he declined it? And Joel pretty much says, of course we want him back. The way I look at it is we got to be better. I could have been better. Um, He's going through a lot. He has to, you know, you have to let him be himself and handle it. Uh, but again, Joel took accountability. It feels like every single player on this squad can take accountability, except the man who deserves the most blame, and he just doesn't want to hear it at all. They asked Joel if he has anything in terms of regretting what he said uh, after Game 7, and I thought this was powerful, man. He said, you know, I don't think I said anything wrong. I was asked what the turning point of the game was, and I and what I thought it was is what I said. You know, I didn't call out anybody, quote-unquote. I didn't call out anybody. I stated the facts. I stated the facects. Speak to me, King. That is, that's what you asked for from a leader. He's speaking the facts. He didn't call them out. All this harsh criticism. Grow up. It is not, I mean, he did exactly what he was asked. And he took accountability. He said, I could have been better. I could have made more plays. That's what you do when you lose. That's why we accept you back. You embrace it. You get better. He says, I understand Ben's a part of the trade rumors. That's the business of it. If Golden State offered Stephen Clay for me, you know, shoot, I would say yes to that. I'm glad he understands it. And throughout this whole press conference, I think Joel Embiid just, he embodied the spirit of Philadelphia. This is how, you know, this is how stars play through Philadelphia. Um, they asked him about the fans being better, his comments on that, and what he means. He went on a huge rant, and he said, and this is why I will 
include everything he said. You know, some people may not. He even said at the end of this, like, some of you are going to take my quote and twist it and turn it, but make sure you include the full thing of what I said um, and not get it misinterpreted. This is what Joel Embiid said about the fans. He said the fans have the right to act the way that they want. I personally would not want to be in another city because I like Philadelphia. They care. He talked about every fan here being so knowledgeable and knowing guys from 1 to 15 on the roster. He says it's only fair for them to be pissed off. We were disappointed. And he says, I look at it as a whole towards the future because not everyone is the same. He says he looks at the Sixers potentially having a max salary space in the future, meaning Ben might get traded, right? Obviously he will, but maybe we'll have some more cap space. And he says, you know, having a max salary space like that, and there's another huge free agent out there. Um, and he just says pretty much everybody is built different, you know, and he doesn't want to turn anybody else away. I do get that. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you have to be a certain breed to play in the city. All we ask is for effort and, you know, just to, to put it all out there on the floor every night. And I think Joel Embiid does that. And even when he's bad, you know, even when we booed and shushed him before, he comes back and embraces. He knows it's not personal. It's love of the game. And we just want to win. Um, and I thought Joel was dead on with that. And, you know, um, as a follow-up, they asked him, if you had gotten the chance to sit and talk with Ben Simmons, what would you say to him? And pretty much they followed up with, what are you disappointed in? Um Joe LMB, this was the best answer of the day. He says, honestly, I would say I'm disappointed to him. He took a long time to think about it. He doesn't want to get misconstrued here. He said, you know, I would say I'm disappointed to Ben Simmons. We haven't won anything, but in the regular season, we've been very dominant. It's about taking the next step. And when they asked him about what he means in terms of disappointment, he said, you know, I, we've seen the results. We, we are winners here in the regular season, and everybody wants to take that next step. We're tired of getting bounced in the second and you want to win the championship. And he says winning cures everything. And, you know, he hopes Ben changes his mind. Um, and he says, if I didn't like playing with him, I'd be honest. Now, I don't. again, I don't think uh, Joel Embiid hates Ben Simmons' guts, but the way that he's acting right now, I'm sure he's, he has some distaste with him. But, you know, and one powerful thing that I've been preaching for how long that people seem to forget, Joel Embiid says we've been building this team around us. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons getting these shooters, getting these wings. You know what I mean? Not just one of them. And that's the expectation and where it comes in for Ben to step up to another level. Um, and Joel says we need to forget about what the fans are saying and do our thing. He does a lot of great things for us. Um, he has the potential to be that good. And Joel says I might even think about taking more threes this year. Whatever helps us win. I love it. They asked about his relationship with Ben. Says last year we were closer than ever um, so, you know, Joel's trying, he's trying here. And I think everyone with how they talk today, just, it just makes Ben Simmons look even more selfish. You know what I mean? The fact that he hung everybody out here to dry and, and it's like, they just, they have to come out here and spit this just to keep a lot of the attention off as we head into camp. Um, but obviously everybody knows it's the main story. They even asked Doc Rivers and, and Daryl Morey, whether they've talked with the team about this and yes, they have. So, um, it's not going away anytime soon. And, Last thing they asked Joel Embiid was about, you know, Ben Simmons and him being more aggressive. And if he were to come back, what would you want to see? And Joel Embiid, my king, my superstar, says, we've seen the videos, so that would help. <laughs> I mean, this guy is such a star, man. He's not going to hold back. He's going to let it, you know, feel how it is. That's what Joel's going to do. He's going to put it out there, you know, exactly how he wants to. 
We've seen the videos. We see you shoot 10 jump shots in offseason uh, on video. Come out and do it in the game, bro. And and it's just it's just crazy, man. Joel, you know, he's tried to give him some nudges before. The one time he says something, everybody wants to get on Joel. It's the truth, man. And he says, you know, he does a lot of great things. We all acknowledge that as well. Um, and he really preached on his offensive rebounding. Another thing I agree on, he says, you know, I'm going to be taking a lot of the attention down below. Ben, you got to get in there and be more aggressive. And that's something I noticed when I went to that playoff game as well. You know, he just kind of lays back. He doesn't go hard, whether it's for a layup or an offensive rebound. And I, I agree 100% with Joel. Um, he handled this with such maturity. And, you know, he didn't let the, the situation spiral out of control. And he also spoke his truth at the same time. He deserves a lot better. He deserves everything, man. And uh, we got to build this team, and we got to go win something, man. Joel Embiid deserves this. He handled it with true accountability, and, um, you know, I loved it. I loved the approach. Lastly, Tobias Harris, um, I watched a bit of that. He pretty much said the same thing, you know, like, whether Ben Simmons is here or not, we got to move forward. If he's not here, if it doesn't get resolved, we're going to go forward. The other 29 teams don't care. Uh, ben Simmons, um is either going to be here or he's not. Tobias Harris also discussed the fact that, you know, he has privately talked with Ben Simmons, would not talk about the conversations, of course, but pretty much said the same thing about Philly fans as well. You know, like, this is a passionate fan base. There's a lot of them. He said, what did he say? You know, it's overinflated, and sometimes it can be great when you win, and it can be terrible when you lose. That's just how the pulse of the city is. He's learned. Joel Embiid's learned. Other players have learned. Um, but Tobias really didn't seem too worried. I thought he handled it with great leadership as well. Um, and at the end of the day, he's ready to get better on his game as well. He took accountability, said I could have been better. He said that if he knew this situation was going to play out like this, that he would have had the whole team go to Ben Simmons' house the day after the Hawks series. I mean, nobody expected a, a celebrity athlete to act this way. It's crazy. You got four years left on your deal, and everybody just kind of said the right thing today to make him look even worse in the situation. Um, but yeah, I, I think they've mentally checked out. At least I felt like there was more honesty today in terms of, you know, he's not going to be here. Like, let's not sugarcoat it anymore. And uh, we're just going to move forward, you know? So uh, overall, I was really, really excited. And I, I thought it lived up to the hype. Overall, except Doc Rivers, I thought everybody else handled it the best way they could. And um, training camp starts tomorrow. You know, we're getting engaged. We are ready to go. And uh I can't wait to see what happens. Other than that, shout out to BetQL for sponsoring this content, the best app you'll need to beat your sports book. Go download BetQL. Use promo code RB for 25% off of any subscription offering. And be sure to check out the special BetMGM offer down in the description as well. Appreciate you guys tuning in. I know it was longer than usual, but that is everything important you need to know from today. Those are my thoughts, and um, I'm excited for tomorrow. No matter what, um, this is a team. We are all here in this together to win. And I can't wait to see what happens, man. With that being said, appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. Give me all your thoughts down below in the comments section. And we will be covering day one of camp tomorrow. You guys have a great one. I will catch you on the next one. Peace. Perfect. Perfect.